0: Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Podcast, where we help humans on their path to happiness, love, light, and freedom. And now, here is your host, Tanika Dawn, Life Coach and NLP Practitioner. All right, guys. Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Show. I'm super excited to come and talk to you today. I am going to share with you... Uh, a wed talk I recently did. And it's all about before, during, and after the wedding and primarily after the wedding. So we have all these big events in our lives and how exciting, right? I love a wedding. Um, I've had a few, <laughs> which made me quite literally giggle when I was invited to do the wed talk and be the keynote here. But I think that there's so many important messages that couples need to hear um and i will tell you a woman that was there with her daughter who was the bride right she was the mother of the bride she left i think more transformed than the bride herself uh from our talk and and i know because she came back to me and was like my husband is going to be hunting you down and i'm like oh shit why and she says because he's not going to know what you did with his wife and apparently you know through this conversation she had some serious epiphanies. And I am excited to dig in and tell you, you know, we're really just covering like how to have a healthier relationship after the wedding. And you may be years after the wedding and need to hear some of the stuff. You may be months before the wedding and need to hear some of this stuff. And you may be single, but when you get there, it'll be helpful. Really today's discussion is how to avoid my office attorneys and heartbreak. No, really, it's how to have a long lasting and healthy relationship. And I want to start with, you know, never assume anything. Um, I can't tell you the number of times, right, that I've assumed something or one of my clients has assumed something, but they didn't ask and they didn't have accurate information. And when when we assume things without having accurate information, right, we we are literally just making an ass out of ourselves and our partner. And that's so unfair, Um, there have been tons of times that I projected, right. That my partner didn't love me because I believed I wasn't lovable. So I would assume that this behavior, they were, you know, their behavior, what meant, um, they didn't love me. Um, now we can't say that's not always, or that's not never true. Um, but for the most part, you know, assuming really, really junk stuff up, um, Just don't do it. Ask, please. God, ask. It's not that hard to ask your partner. Uh, you know, if you're assuming something and as I've always instructed my clients and I personally practice myself, um, use, you know, this, this tagline. It's called the story I'm telling myself. When you address your partner with assumptions, you know, say the story I'm telling myself is that when you behave this way, it means you don't love me. And then you get to openly ask them without putting them in a defensive mode, you know, for feedback, please help me debunk this myth or this story that I've created in my head. Very healthy way. Um, one of my favorite quotes uh ever for everything in life, but really truly applies to our relationships is seek to understand before seeking to be understood. I cannot tell you the mountains this will move for you in your relationship, the trust and connection and love that this will create just simply being attentive and trying to understand what your partner is saying, right? And once you really understand what your partner is saying, and you've confirmed that that's really what they're saying, then you have an opportunity to try and you know, navigate the conversation to then also be understood from your perspective or point of view. So, seek to understand before seeking to be understood. Something that my husband really, really insisted I I keep in my wed talk was being married in tandem. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever skydived. I have a couple of times, and because I've only done it a couple of times, I have to dive in tandem. Meaning I am strapped to somebody else. So, uh, m- both times it's been a guy, which has been really interesting because both times it was on a date. Um, so if you're out there and you're single and you're looking for a really fun way to, uh, capture the, the gal's attention, take her on a skydiving date. It's expensive, but worth it. And she will never forget you. I promise. <laughs> um, anyways, point is I went skydiving, uh, in tandem right? So here I am on a date strapped to some other dude, awkward. But the, the point of being married in tandem is that there is you as an individual. And then, and, and this is how I say it, you, me, and we, right? And it's all about an interdependence attachment style. So there's you as you are, there's me as I am, Right. Two separate distinct individuals doing what we love and do best. Right. And then we come together and there's we. And then that we is its own vessel is its own, you know, entity in itself. But I don't lose me to be we and you don't lose you to be we. Right. So you remain you. I remain me. And then together we come together as we. Um, yeah, together we come together. Woohoo. Hey. I like coming together. <laughs> Anyways, it's so important that we maintain our individuality, Um, especially if we keep in mind that they fell in love with us for who we were before they married us, right? People fall in love with you for who you are well before the ring gets on the finger, well before the vows. And so I want you, you know, I see so many couples lose themselves in relationships or they start looking to their partner to be their savior or their hero. Mm -mm. You're your own hero, right? You are supposed to be interdependent, meaning you're an independent person. I mean, interacting within your marriage with your partner, and you need to remember that. Remember to stay authentic to who you were before you fell in love because they fell in love with you for who you were, not somebody else. I know a lot of times when I've gotten into relationships, I lost myself trying to be the person I thought they wanted me to be, right? So that goes back to never assume. That goes back to you, uh, you know, it felt flows with you, me and we. Um, they fell in love with who I was before they even had any influence in my life. So. I need to keep being me and you need to keep being you. In fact, my husband and I included that in our vows of, I promise to always be authentically me, you know, and I, I want, I always vow to call you on your shit and make sure that you're being your best to you. Something like that. I'm sure it was cuter. <laughs> um, then the next subject that I really dove deep and covered was get naked. Um, I'm both literally, but mentally and emotionally, there, there's no one else in this world that you should be really stripping it all down with, unless it's your counselor, therapist or coach. Um, or maybe your, your clergy or bishop, but I really, really want you to make sure you are being really raw naked and vulnerable with your partner in all the ways. They need to know how you're feeling. They need to know when you're feeling insecure. They need to know when you're feeling hurt or scared. Um, they need to know when you're feeling really good too. And, and we need to, create safe space for our partners to be able to share these things. And so if you're sitting here thinking like, God, oh, I wish I could share these things with my partner. Um, but, but you don't feel safe to do so, right? I'd start looking at why aren't you feeling safe in the space? Why aren't you feeling like you can be vulnerable and raw with your partner? My husband and I, I had asked him a question recently, um, sometime in the recent past. And I said, how vulnerable do you think you're being with me on a scale of one to a hundred, right? Like a hundred percent or, you know, 50%, whatever. And, and I answered that in kind. Um, and he said to me, he says, I I'd say probably like 60%. And I felt like that was really honest from him. Right. I can tell that he is being pretty vulnerable, but not completely vulnerable. And, uh, and I answered, I'd said probably about 75% for me. Um, I'm more apt to be vulnerable because I don't mind conflict. Whereas my husband is very conflict avoidant. Um, but it's so important that we create safe space. So we actually, after that conversation dug into why, you know, we, uh, both hold back a little bit in our vulnerability. And, and a lot of it came down to shame, uh, came down to not wanting to feel like a burden or too heavy for our partner. Um, you know want, not wanting to overload one another uh so it was a really powerful conversation just from asking you know what how vulnerable do you feel like you are with me or not uh which takes me into the next the next uh part of the speech was uh, all about being inquisitive so right just just like that question you know like how vulnerable do you think you are with me i think really important questions we need to be asking are what does love mean to you? Um, and, and what makes you feel loved? Right. And then to talk about more, uh, more in depth things like, do you have trauma that I need to know about? And, and what are those traumas and how do they, how might they affect our relationship? In the beginning of my partner and I dating, uh, I was telling him all kinds of things and he was, God bless his soul, asking he was so inquisitive and curious about how my trauma may affect him um and it was it was very powerful and very moving and it created a lot of harmony and trust and safety within our relationship um and i also encourage you right to talk about what matters most to you right what I was recently, uh, filling out an application to be on a board of directors here in the magic Valley. And they ask, you know, like what's most important in your life? Do you even know that answer for your partner? Right. I did this whole event. I was, I was at this uh, wedding event, which is really funny because I don't usually do stuff like that, but, uh, it was important because I was there for the relationship aspect, not the wedding. And I got to ask the, couples a bunch of questions and have them look through my healthy relationships book. And uh, it was so fun because when, you know, it was just the bride and the mom uh, or however the scenario, I got to, you know, let them read it. And I said, do you know the answer? Like, do you know your husband's answer, your your, your fiance's answer? And it was so funny because, right, either they absolutely knew it and they laughed out loud and shared. Or they were petrified that they had no idea how he would answer it. Um, or we had couples stand there for 15, 20 minutes giggling um, and standing there in shock and horror also uh, answering these questions in this book. And so, I mean, you can get yourself the book. It's called Healthy Relationships. It is available uh, at dawningbliss.com. All the way at the bottom, you can find it under the shop button. So why are we getting inquisitive? Well, most people will tell you that the key to a happy relationship is communication, but the reality is communication is not the key. It's comprehension, um, but we have to be inquisitive, right? We have to be asking questions to really fully understand, which takes me back to, right, that other slide of seek to understand before seeking to be understood. And that really comes with active listening, um, repeating what you heard them say, right? What you heard um, to confirm that that's really what they meant by what they said. I can't tell you how many times I have I have seen or even experienced myself where I would say something um, and then my partner thought I said something completely different or I meant something different by it. Oh my gosh, what a confusing mess it can be. And it can cause a lot of unnecessary hurt feelings and lack of safety and so many things. So uh Comprehension comes with active listening, right? Being inquisitive, repeating to confirm that you heard what you heard, correct it if you need to, and then continue having the conversation. And as we have these conversations and live together, um, it's so important that we always, always, always be respectful, kind, and validate one another. Now, I'm going to dig into to validate a little bit, but respectful I feel like covers so many aspects. Um, when I was an elementary teacher, I had two rules in my classrooms and I feel like these same two rules kind of apply to our uh, adult uh, dating and married life. Be respectful was rule number one and rule number two was have fun. And so now these are elementary students, even they grasp the concept. So I would ask them, what does it mean to be respectful? And they would say all kinds of things, right? I, I really loved their answers, but they would say all kinds of things. And, um, but, and most of them, they were right. Right. And if they weren't, it was a teaching opportunity. Um, but if we are truly being respectful to one another, there isn't room for dishonesty. There isn't room for being dismissed. There isn't room for being attacked. Right. I know my husband and I, we, we fight like normal couples do, um, um, not all the time right we, we i think we fight less um but that's because we also do preventative care to make sure we're not fighting too much we we have conversations beforehand to set expectations um so it leaves less room for miscommunication and hurt feelings misunderstandings um but because we are first and foremost respectful to one another All of the rest of the things that people would have like as non-negotiable list in their relationship are met because of that, right? I don't have to worry about him cheating on me or lying to me or hiding shit from me because he respects me first and I respect him first. And so always be respectful, kind and validate and validates a really good one I want to dig into for just a minute. Your partner could say to you, I feel like you're cheating on me. Now, if you're an honest, loyal person, that can feel like a huge smack in the face. However, right, we would want to jump to defend that we are honest and loyal and how could you ever think that of me? But the reality is that's not helpful, nor is it respectful. So the respectful approach to that is to validate their emotion. And you, you don't have to like confirm, right, that you're cheating when you're not cheating but you confirm that they're feeling that way is valid, right? Oh, honey, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. How can I help you feel differently? Or, or can I a- answer any questions? My husband is really good at this. Um, I, I love it so much. He always validates my experience and my emotions and my thoughts, even if right, they're a little bit far from reality. I, I've talked about me being insecure a lot, and I have some past trauma triggers from dating cheaters. And so naturally, right, I, I'm a little bit more skeptical, uh, insecurity with my relationship. And my husband's always really good at, you know, validating my experience, and then discussing it so we can work through it. And I'm never put in a defensive mode and he's never feeling attacked or in defensive mode either. And so I just want to really, really caution you to always be respectful, kind, and validate. I just had a client in here that I quite literally had to point out. We want to show up in our relationships and in this world, not reacting but responding. It makes such a huge difference. Um, right, I, I gave an analogy of of you're driving down the interstate and you see, you know, uh several several hundred feet ahead of you, a pile up begins to happen. What do you do? Uh she's slam on the brakes. And I'm like, oh God. So that's reacting, right? Um, and in reality, we should be pressing on our brakes and slow, assessing the situation, slowly moving over. And the difference is slamming on your brakes is reaction versus, you know, assessing around you, slowly getting over to the side, calling 911. That's a response. And so if you've ever heard the term emergency response, right? Emergency responders, it's not emergency reactors, right? They're responding. And so we do this within our relationships too, where we feel something we don't want to feel. They say something we didn't want them to say, blah, blah, blah. And we react instead of respond. This is true with our children. This is true with our coworkers. This is true in every aspect of our life with our friends. Um, so I really, really caution you to take a minute, take a breath, right? No one's going to die in that minute or in that that moment because it doesn't even take a full minute. In that moment, to take a breath and choose to respond, not react. Um, if ever you are fighting really, really hard and you're struggling to not be defensive, I want you to use something I call the third party technique. Now the third party technique is like, you're talking to your buddy or your friend, um, instead of your partner. Um, I use this technique a lot with, uh, my ex fiance, we had a pretty rough relationship and it was very hard to communicate with each other. Uh, and this is where I kind of came up with third party fighting, I would talk to him as if he was my friend and not my husband or fiance that I was upset with. And he would respond like I was a friend, right? So I would not talk to him about him. I would talk to him about my, my fiance, right? As if he was a friend and he didn't even really know my fiance or he barely knew him. So you can always use third party techniques. Um, I really want to keep going, but it's also like way over my time. So I'm just gonna throw a bunch of shit at you. <laughs> uh and yeah, maybe we'll do another one to to wrap it up. Uh really important that you own your shit and you let your partner own theirs. Um, it's really important that you share life with them. You know, you, you women are worse at the owning their shit thing. They try to also own their partners or blame their shit on their partner. I uh, really just own your shit recognize that it's yours own it take ownership you can do more with it if you own it um and don't own their shit cuz then they can't do anything with it and that's a problem too especially if you want them to change um and then like i was saying share your life you want to share the chores the pain the gain everything in between it's really important that you that you share like i said how you're feeling what you're thinking what you want your goals your dreams but you're also sharing the dishes and the laundry and the 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 kid care and the, you know everything you just share everything. Um, lastly, don't take it personal. You really don't know. And it's not always about you. Um, in this, you, there's, there's a little picture of, of a woman and a man sitting opposite sides of the bed, clearly upset. And the woman's sitting there thinking, who is she? This other woman he's thinking about. Um, and he's over there thinking, why won't my snowmobile start? Is it the battery? Um, and so that, you know, this don't take it personal Is you just, you really don't know. And this also goes back into a don't assume, right? Because you really don't know. Um, so if she was to, you know, ask him, honey, what are you thinking about? And he says, oh, the snowmobile and why it won't start. It'd be a very different conversation than them both thinking what they're thinking right at the moment, or she is, you know, presuming things that don't exist. Um, the last thing that I really touched on was just having preventative care, Making sure that we're taking care of our relationship so you don't end up in my office and attorneys or heartbreak or bankrupt because of it all. Um, preventative care is not just for your teeth, vehicle and home, right? I, it's so important that we communicate vulnerably in depth and often. It's important that we maintain individuality, maintain the you, me and we. And be comfortable moving into those different spaces, right? At any given point, I'm just me. And at other given points, I am we. And I'm comfortable being married in tandem. Um, Learn to love each other. You both are like an ever-changing book to keep reading. It's like sequel after sequel. And it's always exciting if you choose to see it as so. Fight fair. Use the tools and seek support as needed um making sure that you're always respecting each other being kind and validating one another as you fight you know it's it's not that you're not going to fight you're always going to fight that's going to happen it's just how do you fight with each other and the last thing i want to leave you with today is and i don't even know the guy's name but it was a video uh, i had seen that just really touched my heart uh especially dealing with my own abandonment issues this one meant a lot to me it was a video that said um we may not make up today, we may not make up tomorrow, we may not make up this week or even this month. But family doesn't leave. Family doesn't leave. And um and I just think that that's such a such a powerful message for us all to remember that we can work through these things and family doesn't leave. And when you Come together to be married. You are family and, and you should treat each other well. And if you don't have a good family example, look, right? The, the Hallmark channel has excellent examples of good families. And now in real life, probably none of them look like that, but you can strive for something similar. You can strive to be respectful and have that kind of relationship. So that's it from me today. You guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you pop in next week for our episode 10. I'm so excited. We're about to wrap up season one and we'll be moving into season two, uh, the first week of January. I am so excited you guys. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the dawning bliss podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. For more podcasts and personal coaching, please visit us at dawningbliss.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.